sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, welcome, everyone. This is Erica Salter, the queen of teen. Another beautiful day here in Santa Barbara. We have a full house, and we've got a lot to get to. But to go around the room, we have Ted Pallett, Stephanie Forrester, Richard Ellsworth, Dr. Amy's with us today, Don Sanders, Dominique Hackett. We have a producer that I'm looking at right now because we're inside the studio, which is most exciting. Uh, Christine is also with us. She's going to be pulling a tarot card today. She uh, has got this really cool thing going. She's a, I, I love her. She's been doing it for over 10 years. A view from the deck. So we're going to get also to that. But I'd like to always start the show with a little thankful, a little gratitude. And um, since you're the closest one to me and I usually forget you, why don't you go first? <laughs> Dominique will go first. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to pass it off to someone else. Richard Ellsworth, you haven't been to, with us for a while. Give us a gratitude. Wow, there's so much to be grateful for. I'm realizing that I haven't quite taken as much time as I need to to reflect on what I'm grateful for. But right now, in this very moment, I'm grateful for a nice morning cup of coffee because it's a little bit chilly outside. And this internal warming is just really perfect. And you taught us an interesting thing of putting uh, eggshells. You clean eggshells and then you crush them up and you put them in your coffee to help make your coffee more alkaline. Love it. Yeah, we've been doing that ever since you had kind of like dropped that. You know, that was a goodie. I want to call that one a goodie. And I, we do listen to the young. Okay, <laughs> just want you to know. I was like, so do you know? I mean, what's the science behind that? Because I really, I mean, you hit sixty and now I'm, I'm just getting thwarted with all this new knowledge. So where does that come from? Because I guess what well, the shells are made out of calcium, right? Right. Okay. So, so the egg cells have calcium and magnesium, which have an alkalizing effect. It helps to neutralize acids. Coffee is very acidic. Uh, most people that react negatively to coffee um, seem to react to the acidity almost as much as the caffeine. Um, and especially when it comes to digestive issues. So as kind of a protective measure, reducing that acidity even a little bit um, like with it, like adding eggshells um, can be hugely beneficial. Nice. I love it. And then, you know, you could do the, do the we do the bullet coffee, you know, not to do a plug, but we like the bullet coffee. Don Sanders, you put eggshells in your coffee? No, but I sometimes <laughs> put them in my smoothies. And so uh, I have a gratitude a bit ago for some time spent in Santa Barbara. Got a great bodywork session from Zach Frank, a second generation rolfer up there. Very similar to the kind of work I do, Don's Massage, Ojai, uh, dot com, 805-236-2684. He was really able to unwind some things and, uh, you know, my whole right leg thanks him for that and uh, the knee and the ankle too and then uh, followed that up with uh, some wonderful time on that nature preserve on the mesa with my daughter and her dog and then she introduced me to east beach tacos down by the batting cages so oh yeah we had some, some great tacos while we listened to the to the ping 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 of people trying to connect with those uh pitches nice yeah that's a good that is a good place we haven't gone there in a long time we need to go like check that place out all right stephanie forrester what do you got going oh i'm just grateful last week i was able to take some time off by myself and went to cambria um with 
mostly the phone turned off, did a lot of time doing my own reflections. And it was really beautiful there. The ocean was unbelievable. And I'm really thankful that I got to get away and regroup. Nice. Super. Christine, what's going on? Well, I am super grateful to Richard Ellsworth for helping my mother move things for me. <laughs> he's very strong. And um, my mom, my mom's just recently been through cancer and she's very, very weak and she can't really move some things and she's trying to reorganize. She's out on her own and she's, you know, really recovered. And um, I couldn't move some of the things too. So <laughs> Richard graciously agreed to move some things for my mom and it's been such a help so thank you so much Richard Ellsworth Richard oh, I gotta cool. say super long and lanky remember when I had, we had to move the couch and I'm like you know well maybe you get somebody to help you because he's like a skinny guy right and I'm pretty strong right so all of a sudden I mean he like just about lifted the like Thor he like lifted over his head okay and I'm like holy cow I mean you're like you should have been like a wrestler because guys like you when they wrestle they're they're under you can't really tell how strong they really are because you're just lanky you know that long lanky thing so yeah oh richard all the fiddle fit oh yeah all that fiddle professional fiddle player that's where that comes that's definitely and all that irish dancing he's doing now too and then he's got the little wheelie board you got going that builds the lower the lower core that's good how was you how was your little wheelie what do you call it the little wheelie board i call it a wheelie board an electric unicycle. Electric unit wheelie board. See, they'd make more money if they called it a wheelie board, I think. <laughs> uh, seriously. Dr. Amy. Um, today, I'm super grateful for my sister and truly awesome editor at yourclaritycoach.com who has helped me produce all the spot of spider videos and writing and is helping me update my website and um giving me back what healthy coaching looks like so yourclaritycoach.com yeah maybe you know we've got in the house uh Ted Pallad, he's the F Friday Night Lights guy. We're going to ask him. We're going to have him open up the next section, but that would be a good intro for you. He's got like 700 kids, so let's look at the stats. Of the 700 kids, how many of those kids, um, if they haven't already, how you know they're they've got... Uh, I don't know how else to say it. It's so horrible. Well, we have to. Well, but let's say it this way, Erica. That's 700 kids that we can protect from the risk of abuse. Yay. Oh, I like that. I love it. That's a good tagline. Positive. I thing. like it. All right, Dr. T, we got a minute. Give us some love, and then we're going to get to Ted right after these messages. It's going to sound a little strange to some, and I get that, but I am thankful to my still small voice for guiding me this past year through some rather challenging times and at the time of the advice I questioned it but followed it and I am absolutely utterly amazed at where I am today and I say that in a very good way uh, uh, I was actually sharing it with a friend of mine when my, my very first radio job uh, you had to take a test it was called an oral reading test. Now, I'm 62. I was 19 then. I've taken it five times. Okay? Obviously, I've failed it at least four. I am now doing recordings. I am the narrator for a major uh, uh, mystery series, a series of books. And I failed it five times. 
And yet here I am at 62, and now I am going to be reading books to people. Nice. So I am thankful to that still small just, voice well, that we need to listen to. You should give up. Oh, no, you absolutely. Give up. That's, that's what, it. That's, that's the that's secret it right sauce there. right you there. You got that's it. it. That's it. There is uh, failure is not an option there, D. Yep. That's it's, it. It's it's nothing more than a that's challenge. All that's timing. all it is. It's that's it. Ti- you time, get out time, of your own timing, way. Timing. Timing. My therapist would say, Eric, get out of your own way. Get oh, the heck okay. out of the way. <laughs> Hurry up. Erica. You got this. Get out of there. All right, let's take a little break. This is Erica Salda. We got Fr- Ted Pallard with Friday Night Lights right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Good morning. It is Ted Pallad with Santa Barbara Friday Night Lights. Uh, how is everyone doing? Yeah, we're doing because you're here, and I only expect some just riveting, riveting like up uh, like what we what you've had to go through the last couple of months has been so challenging so i'm guessing stephanie said you wanted to swing by so i am guessing we've got some great news yeah i mean listen it's been a challenging summer as as you had warned me when looking for field space in this town and it continues to be a challenge i'm not saying there's a great solution but the good news is that uh, with um some city with a city field and using san marcus high school who came to the table and really opened up their campus for the kids. Um, we will have 700 kids participating in Friday Night Lights this fall. Put your hands together, everybody. That is That's so awesome. hot. So that is hot. To play flag football, how do kids, how, how do parents get a hold of you? Yeah, so we'll, we're hoping to find even more space in the spring. Um, you know, we try to get as many kids in the wait list to participate, but we still have limited field space. We have all our information on our website for Friday Night Lights, which is SantaBarbaraFNL.com. And um, we, we continue to post more information there. But our challenge was, you know, we had four or five different locations set up for the fall. We lost a couple of them, but we were able to uh, work with uh, San Marcos High School, thanks to uh, the administration there. And uh, we got a city field using the Parks and Recs Department's given us some use of Dwight Murphy. So we're going to have the kids on Fridays. We've got games on Saturdays and Sundays this fall. But um, 12 weeks, we have 115 volunteers and 81 teams participating. Yeah, awesome. wow. that's unbelievable. So I want to give a big hug and and love to I didn't do my gratitude. So my gratitude definitely is going to be to Abe Jahadami because no, not only was sure. he the first guest on Teen Sports Radio in 2010, 
but he also, okay, of course, Heather Bond is knocking on the door, and she's walking into the studio. I'm so excited. She just finished climbing Kilimanjaro, okay? And she gets off the plane. Of course, she's just jumping into the studio. We'll get to you in a second, okay? Um, I'm so excited. I, this is so unexpected. I love it when people, that's what I like about the studio. People just walk in. And do you bring donuts? No, you don't look like you eat donuts. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Abe, thank you so much. So excited that this actually penciled out. Um, so, you know, and then you still have dreams and visions of expanding your program, 9, 10, 11, 12. We're going to make it bigger and better, correct? Yeah, listen, I've, I've, been, I've been connecting this summer with a lot of different youth sports leagues in town, and they're all facing the same challenges we have. We just mm -hmm. have limited multi-sports fields in this town. And some people, you know, some parents feel like the city of Santa Barbara sometimes is focusing not quite enough on the youth. So uh, you think, Stephanie you and think I that you think they're, that people that they're doing that? Seriously? No, not Santa Barbara. Um, I, uh, it's been surprising. Yeah. Um, but uh, thanks to your support and Stephanie's guidance and especially working with Abe coming to the table and, and letting these kids play on their campus. We're excited for the fall. September 16th, we start. You know, I had a really long uh, talk to Michael Baker, and I know he jumped in there, but the fields weren't big enough. But he was somebody that says, here, whatever I have is yours. Um, love that guy, too. Um, CEO yeah. of United Boys and Girls Club. Um, when, when I was talking to him yesterday, I said, OK, so like, how do we make this better, Mike? And he goes, you know, I, I had this, you know, aha, like at three o'clock in the morning. It's like we have the we really do have the resources, but we're not utilizing them. And it's like he wants to have all all the after-school programs just stay at the high schools. I mean, they're already there. So make it a lot easy for parents to pick up the kids at the end of the day. That's he says, exactly, but they are doing it in some cities, okay? So it's not like you don't have the 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 model. It, the model. It's there, but what but what you've got, um, we have to do is we have to let the teachers like release the rooms. And I could understand. It's like Michael said, hey, if the room, if there's paper on the floor, bill me. We'll we'll pick it up. You know, we just want to be able to share. But the Resistance a little bit is with the teachers and with the principals, and they don't really want, they want to do their kids, their school, and they don't want to share, okay? And it's just a mindset, okay? It's just like we got to learn to partner because, I mean, you look at these facilities that these high schools have, these stadiums, and everyone's getting a new stadium. Santa Barbara's got a new set, DP, they all got stadiums. Um, I mean, I drive by City College all the time, and I look over at the field. No, No one's ever there. I'm just saying, like, the football field, I don't see it. I mean, yeah, if they, when they play football, but during the day, it's not in use 24-7. And I just think if we share what we have and use the, what we have and then start that as a base, maybe maybe we don't actually need new. We just need to use the resources that we have. Dominique. So I make a plug to all the people who are part of the um, PTA boards and so forth to hop on there and consider uh, having the Boys and Girls Club club be able to host a gathering of kids on site and the reason is is making good use of our public resources they are a nonprofit and our kids are safe in a location that they recognize they know um, it, uh, it just is a wonderful use of resources so people need to get the talk going and consider this as a wonderful opportunity well, this is Heather Bond speaking right now. Woo, Heather Bond! Back, back on this mountain! <laughs> well, I just want to say, you know, being a native here in Santa Barbara, 
when um, I was growing up and through my sports history, we had the Santa Barbara Youth Track League, and we used to utilize everyone's facilities. I mean, whatever was available, we were utilizing it. And it is a shame that we, um, you know, people are having these, you know, this is my, (laughs) this is my place, we can't utilize it. So I think we really need to go back and look at, um, because that that track league was awesome. It was wonderful. It was a stepping stone for so many of us here in track in Santa Barbara. That's my two cents. <laughs> so what are your what's your two cents on that? Ted, do you agree with that or what do you think? What's what's the energy? Because you've been trying to go yeah. you're knocking on every door in Santa Barbara to help the kids. You talk about seven hundred plus kids. That's a lot of kids just a kick to yeah, the curb. It's not gonna happen. Our kids, you know, we have 45 different elementary schools from Goleta to Montecito that are involved in Friday Night Lights. And we've learned the younger schools are more willing to to share property than some of the middle schools um, in terms of sharing field space and locations. And um, yeah, it's frustrating that knowing that we're going to be driving by some schools this fall and and their fields are going to be empty on Friday nights. But um, I I do think people are, I think schools are protective of their property. And and that's a challenge that we would need to address. And I think that should be a solution, whether it's for the boys or girls club or kids playing flag football. I think that's important to address. But we do need in this town a big space for all boys and girls to be able to uh, come play whatever sport to come after school is a safe place to come on a friday night to um, keep them safe and healthy i mean so i I think independently the schools um, should be more supportive but in the big picture we need to find a location for the kids yeah, this is Dominique. If I can make a plug, it, parents out there, if you've never watched flag football, it is so much fun. I mean, you will just become enthusiastic about this teen sport. Yeah, so no, it's it's a winner. It's grown. It's showing how many people are into it by how he has grown the program in a really short period of time. So, um, you know, we just have to keep our fingers crossed and just encourage the community to share. Okay, because when you share, we have such a uh, crisis and other things that, you know, we're just coming out of something that it's as confused us all. It's hurt the... Dominique has been doing some research on it with the closure, and I don't know if that's a, you know, I guess we're going to have to look in the future and then look at the stats from the past, but the closure I don't really think has benefited the, the education, the um, You're connections. You're talking about the, the lockdowns. Yeah, the lockdowns. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, you know. As a society, we're going to revisit that because there's a lot of science coming out that we have severely impacted our youth, and we've also lost lives. Yeah, so... I don't want to end on that, but I, I definitely need some coffee. So let's <laughs> <laughs> community. Community, we got to wrap this. We've got Heather Bond right after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. 
Kim. Hello, everyone. This is Heather Bond, and I am back from uh, Tanzania, actually. I had a great time over there. I had a mission. I was on a mission, a three-part mission, really. And uh, the first mission was getting to the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, 19,341 feet, and that was awesome, amazing. And Did you need oxygen? No, I, I didn't even take. I had no problem. I've never had problems with altitude and nope I just uh, got right on up there and didn't take anything. Didn't. You were born on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and I live on a mountain. Um, but amazing, beautiful. If it's on anybody's bucket list, I'm just going to say you've got to go out and do it. Don't don't leave any stone unturned. But our main mission over there was really bringing the solar lights to two secondary schools. Now, these secondary schools, um, most of the time we're going to be trekking and hiking these in. This one was in a far remote village called Morongu, and it was a rainforest. And it was so far out, the, the two schools, two different locations, but the same village, so far out there, so removed. I thought, there cannot be a school out here. And lo and behold, we had a four-wheel drive most of the time. And I mean, when we're talking four-wheel drive, I mean major four-wheel driving. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. Like, I, I I could see little um, plots and village, you know, people that lived, the villagers up there. But you're thinking, where on earth is a school? There's no telephone poles. There's no electricity lines. There's nothing. And um, we get up there to the first school, and it was absolutely amazing. I mean, well, it was interesting. You know, all the rooms of the uh, schoolhouse were all busted and broken into, like broken, not broken into, but broken. And th that kind of set the tone. And then you just kind of go, oh, okay, interesting. So uh, this was a boarding school. So a lot of the kids were there. It was a holiday time, but a lot of the kids were there. And it was absolutely unbelievable. They came out um, of their classrooms, very regimented. Their um, uniforms were brilliant green, amazing. They looked like the foliage around us. And um, it was just... It was it, camouflage. It was <laughs> camouflage. It was... It, um, we, you know, we met with the headmaster and went through all the formalities. And, um, and then they had the students come out. And I had a uh, sign, a little placard that I had made up for each of the schools and it um, I had the headmasters read them to the students so all the students came out and they lined up and they just it was like their their skin was amazing and their big bright smiles and um, because they eat everything organic it really, it really was. It really was. Everything. There was no big agriculture there. There was nothing like this. These were all small farmers that raised their own food. It was a very healthy lot of children. It was amazing. It really was. Um, and then we got 
got the green light to start handing out the solar goods and all oh, the kids it just it shattered your heart wide open I mean it just truly was amazing um, and you know an awesome experience and, uh, and then we went to the other school not as many kids at this school because it was not a boarding school but there was and we had a little bit more time with them and again uh, it just it was an amazing amazing time it so really was can you explain a little bit why it is that it's important for them to have boarding schools and then um, the use of the solar lights is so that they have time to read yes absolutely and it's kind of a yeah definitely a two-part thing so the a boarding school for these um, for the girls there's a lot of girl boarding schools and the biggest thing is is because these are very remote schools are few and far between it's not like we have here in the states um, you don't get driven to them you know you're out in the middle of nowhere and most of the girls um, children I should say but this being girls um, have to walk and a lot of things happen along the way and hence boarding schools really started up because a lot of the girls end up getting pregnant and then their school their their school career is pretty much done and they become mothers and um, so this has been a big thing since um, you know the early 2000s is getting these boarding schools going so that was a huge thing and my last visit to Africa really shed light on that for me when I met girls along the way when I was out um, uh, on a run down a road in the middle of nowhere and that's what really prompted me to want to go back there and bring these. Um, the second part is is these schools um, if they have if they have electricity it is extremely limited extremely they may have like an hour or two blocked off and that's it um, and so these solar lights, um, a lot of the kids want to, they want to expand themselves. They want to go out of their villages and go into these bigger cities or towns. And um, and so they need to get, they need to test out. They need to get an education. And you can't very well do that when you don't have electricity. You get, the, the school's very regimented over there. A lot of them, we were in a Chaga village. Uh, these Chagas have to learn Swahili in order to go to primary school. In order to go to secondary school, they have to learn English. So they have a lot of studying, much more than Americans do. They're usually trilingual. It's amazing. But they need these um, solar lights to study by. They have big tests. And there's a lot of studies that have been shown now since people like my trekking ambassador and other groups come over, the test scores have really gone up and the kids are moving on to universities and being able to get a much better education. What's the plug for the, it's a Galita company, right? That that gave you all of the, what company is that? Yes, so we actually um, fundraise, which we're fundraising for wow. now for our next big mission, which I will talk about in Nepal. Uh, but this is an amazing Santa Barbara uh, nonprofit called U 
Unite to Light. They have been going for about 13 years now, and they originally um, had um, uh, somebody from Africa, I can't remember exactly which country over there, but they came to UCSB and said, look, we're looking for somebody to engineer these very specific lights for this type of um, you know students. And so UCSB picked it up, and then they became a nonprofit, not UCSB, but the people that started it, and then it branched off from there. So they're an amazing company. So we do like a BOGO special, like a buy one, give one. People purchase either a solar light or a battery bank charger, which I use out on my treks um, and my hiking stuff, which are amazing. And you buy one, and then one gets given to the mission or the cause. So that is wonderful. Um, uh, let's see. Everything else is... Tell us about your fundraiser. Ah, yes. So the fundraiser... Yes, so our next mission we have coming up, and it's been moved to March of 2023. And we are doing a big fundraiser. We are going to be visiting five very, and when you thought Tanzania had this remote village, these are very villages, uh, very remote villages. You can't even get a vehicle there. There's no vehicle access to any of these villages. So we'll be heading up through the high Everest region. We'll be on the trail for approximately, I'm thinking 17 to 20 days, going through various villages, but five of them have the schools and the clinics. And those will be, the schools will be trekking all the gear in on our backs. I have a team of four right now, and I have an in-country person that's helping me out with the logistics, just like I did in Tanzania. So we're doing a big push, a big fundraiser uh, to get reading glasses we're delivering and the solar reading lights. Reading glasses are going to the clinics and the the solar lights and solar lights and um, are going to the schools so that's uh, that's the next one so you go ahead well, I was just gonna jump in yes. Santa Barbara Wellness Center is so proud to be a major sponsor for your program we just love what you're doing we love what you're doing for kids and we really we look forward to kids in high school finding out about what you're doing and interacting and uh, there are a lot of uh, students that participate in sister schools so maybe some of the villages that you connect with will become more sister schools so if somebody's listening to this we have two minutes but somebody's listening to this I'm, I'm looking at Stephanie Forrester right now I think Stephanie, you need to get out of here. All right. So if you if you if somebody just said, hey, you know something, she touched my heart. I want to be a part of this. Do you, do you have room for somebody to be a trekking ambassador? If if how's that work? Does I'm just asking. Um, or is it shut down? <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely, we're actually working on that right now. Um, if you are interested at all, definitely reach out to me. Um, you can go to the website trekkingambassadors.com and you can contact me um, and we do have a school here in Santa Barbara the Santa Barbara Waldorf School who has become involved in this and they are learning about the humanitarian aspects of this and they will be on the radio show coming up but they're helping with different aspects they're loading up the lights they've been given um, uh, um, 
We're doing a slideshow for them in the fall, and we went and spoke to them before we left for Tanzania and told them all about the mission. So it's growing. It's growing. If you want more information, please don't hesitate. Reach out to me, Heather Bond at trekkingambassadors.com. Now, what I and would, Heather, I would, are you taking donations for old reading glasses of various prescriptions or no? Well, you know, I started to do that, and I have to say the certain ones that I got were getting a little beat up and scratched, so I am looking at actually purchasing some small folding ones so they will fit in our packs easier, so that is going to be what we're also fundraising for. I started that route, and the ones that I was given, I just... I, I can't really pass those on because I tried them on. I was like, oh, ow, those really, you know, were a little scratch for. So I don't want to go down that road too much. So we're looking for funding for that. Last thing, uh, Heather is a, a trainer, personal trainer, body guide. She's very intuitive. She knows the person's body. So if you're interested in doing this trekking ambassador, you're going to have to do her fit for life with Heather. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna have to be doing so, man. You know, because you, you can't be cargo. You know what I'm saying? This isn't something that you're gonna put on your bucket if you're not physically fit to do it. That's all I'm saying. In case we get this wave of calls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Heather, we love you. Oh my God. I, I mean, you, you know, uh, I can't even tie. You just you wow me. You know, and from day one, been you've been on the show since day one. So since 2010. So thank you. Stick around. Thank right. you. I will. All right. We're gonna be back with a lot more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello. Welcome to Teen Sports Radio. This is Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. And this is my Huga moment where I love to tell stories. Um, So I don't know what's being taught history-wise, world history and everything, but hopefully, teens out there, you are learning about Alexander the Great. Um, If I got my dates right, he lived about 300 years before the birth of Jesus, so we say B.C. Um, But he amazingly almost conquered the entire entire world, known world at that time. And supposedly, there's a story told about him, that when he wandered back through India, supposedly he met a saint. And when the saint saw him, the saint was laughing, just laughing, 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 laughing. And Alexander took this very personally. He's like, are you laughing at me? And the saint's like, yep, I am laughing at you. And he says, well, you don't realize who I am. I am Alexander the Great. I have conquered the world. And the saint laughed even harder. And the saint said to him, I do not see any greatness in you. I see you as being very, very poor. 
And Alexander was really shocked by this. And he's like, have you gone mad? I've conquered the whole world. So the saint said to him, well, it's like this. What if you were in the middle of the desert all by yourself and you ran out of water? There's no water to be found anywhere. And all of a sudden you saw another wandering pilgrim and you wanted to get water from them. What would you offer them? So Alexander thought about this, and he thought, okay, I'm in the middle of the desert all by myself. I have no water. I have to have water to survive. He's been in the desert before. He understands the necessity for this. And he says to the saint, I would give half my kingdom. And the saint says, well, if I was that pilgrim, I'd say, nope, that I'm not giving you any of my water. I need my water. So then Alexander said, well, I would give my whole kingdom. So then the saint laughed and he said, so your wealth is worth a glass of water. And he laughed and laughed and laughed. And the point of this story is, whew, a lot of times, uh, especially uh, teens, we have opportunities where we reach a point where we feel great. We feel our greatness. We've done something amazing. And then when you put it into perspective of your whole life, it may not necessarily be as great as compared to your whole life. So I just want to suggest, think about qualities. Think about what greatness really means. Think about what um, being kind means. Think about all the different virtues that we talk about in being a beautiful human being. And think about what really matters. Does it matter to conquer the whole world? Or maybe it matters to you know figure out a solution to making water in the desert. <laughs> Yeah, there's a bigger picture there. (laughs) That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So, uh, Christine Marie, can you dovetail into greatness by pulling a tarot card? Yes, well, actually, you know, we're doing our series of going through the major arcana, right? And that actually, your um, story dovetails quite well with the justice card. It's um, the balancing of the scales, and it's... um, Actually, I, I, I think it, I call it a card of taking stock. In this card, there's an angel holding a sword, standing in the midst of a scale, one with a heart with a flame on it, and the other one is a feather. Um, in the Egyptian Book of the Dead, um, it, your heart needs to be lighter than a feather in order to get into heaven. And when I look at this card, I think of taking stock. I think of looking back in our lifetimes and finding, like in, in a sense, looking back um, at all of those blessings and lessons and gifts and great things and all, and all the things that happened and finding all the blessings that we can. And when I, when I talk to people about this, I say, well, what's really important is to go back looking for all the blessings, especially in those places that didn't feel like a blessing. Right. What if all of life has been happening for us, not just to us? And that some of the most, some of the difficult things in our lives were, um, this is again another, another time where I say that the wound is the doorway to the gift, that the things that happened to us, especially the ones when our, in our early childhood and our early lives that were kind of like a, um, a piece of grit that got stuck, you know, and it didn't feel good. Well, after a while, if that wasn't an oyster, that would become a pearl. And so there are clouds in this card that are pearl shaped. And I like to think about sort of stringing those pearls, you know, and especially it's also a card, I think of, of flipping the, what I want to say, flipping the coin or reframing, right? So something that was really difficult, we'll say in my own childhood, 
actually created a very strong person for me as an adult. And so I'm really grateful for that. Whereas as a child, I hated the situation. I was so angry about it. I didn't think it was fair and I would never forgive it. And now as an adult, I think, wow, that really changed my life. If that hadn't happened to me then, I wouldn't be who I am now and I wouldn't have the strength um, to do the things I'm I'm doing or, or have the flexibility, you know. So that um, I would say that that taking stock and looking and reframing things, as especially you know when you say the things that, that well this is what this is great this is wonderful this is what happened, but then that was horrible or but what did that horror that difficult situation built strength muscles have to tear in order to get stronger right Oh my so, gosh that is so relevant unbelievable. Yeah, that's good. Stephanie. See how things work? It's yeah. so fabulous. <laughs> we didn't plan that, people. <laughs> we've got we're gonna do, Stephanie was going to do a piece right after this, but Don, we've got like a minute. You, you always got to round everything out because you're the Renaissance man. Yeah, well, that's, uh, we're pulling back here so we can get the bigger picture, which I'm always, I, I'm always really liking. Perhaps the chief purpose of philosophy or religion is to help us understand the meaning of death and why we're alive. And uh, without understanding that, you know, we don't know where we're going. We can't establish our, our true full identity. And so it's, it's, you know, aging, as we age, you know, we get symptoms and some ouchies and things like that. And if nothing else, that, that might inspire us to rejuvenate ourselves. And uh, that rejuvenation, I think, it's not just for stalling those symptoms. It's getting this larger understanding, doing this inner work that uh, a few people have been talking about here. And uh, I'm grateful that uh, the Buddhism I've been practicing elucidates that perspective because there's times, you know, the young people, when you're going at immediate goals to get your life going forward, you think you've reached a dead end. And it's kind of like you're, 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 you have a big, huge groaning door to push open, to reveal and open up your life. And uh, you, you must fortify yourself so that you never give up until you can get that big groaning door pushed open. You know, I, I want to make a plug to for teens. Do sports. I can't stress it enough because you're patterning your body. If you have opportunity to do sports, you have an opportunity to be on the debate team. You have an opportunity to be in theater. All these things are patterning your body and your mind, and they are accessible to you for the rest of your life. It just leads into other things. This is awesome. All right, we've got Dr. Amy right after these messages. Our Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 
am. Hello, this is Dr. Amy Saltzman. Welcome back to Sports Radio. You can find me at stillquietplace.com and spotaspider.com. And I wanted to go back to something that Dr. D said at the top of the hour when he was doing his gratitudes and he was talking about being grateful for that still small voice inside. And um, I think we should all um, spend some time being still and tuning in to that voice because it has incredible wisdom for us, whether it's encouraging Dr. D to take the test another time or it lets you get in touch with an icky feeling about someone in your life that you want to discuss with an adult or a friend that you trust or um you know it just has wisdom kind of in whether to go left or whether to go right and so i just encourage people to take a few minutes each day or at least a few minutes each week to touch into um he called it the still small voice. Obviously one of my websites is the still quiet place where you can find that inner wisdom. And then in the spot of Spidey videos, I talk about honoring your wise self. So just encouraging people to get in touch with that. However, they find it being in nature, playing music, doing sports, talking to a friend, but really, being able to honor that voice. Nice. Thank you so much, Dr. Amy. You rock. And I know you're going to be off, so when Dr. Amy's not around, she'll be back September 25th. She's not going anywhere. She's coming back. She's going to be eating a lot of pasta. I'm not going to say where she's going. A lot of pizza and pasta, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie, give us some updates. We have a community advocate here in the house, Stephanie Forrester. Proud and blessed to have her. What's going on in, in Santa Barbara? Well, just really excited about uh, Friday Night Lights um, and um, really want to emphasize on how important teens are right now. Um, I'm having 300 t-shirts that are made right now that are going to say teens, teen, teens life matter. I love it. And everybody can pass them out. And I just think it's a upbeat, you know, and on the bottom of it's going to have the uh, logo for or the website address for um, Friday Night Lights and also um, uh, Teen Sports Radio. And there's something going on at the uh, Sunken Gardens next month and you're going to participate in that real quick because we're running out of time. I'm going to be participating in the Santa Barbara County Celebrates National Recovery Month and it's going to be at the Sunken Gardens on September 20. Sixth, and nice. it's going to be really. Doctor Amy, you get a little jet lag, but you'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be signing T-shirts, yeah. girlfriend. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. Maybe it. we can get a little booth there with you know. Uh, our, see, our you guys can hook show. up, a little boothy boothy together. I love it. Huh? Yeah, free, free right. food, resources. That kind of stuff. All right, nice. All right, listen, guys, this was a very powerful impact show. Thank you all for coming today. Thank you, Heather, for all the work that you're doing, Trekking Ambassadors. If you want to help her out, uh, go to her website and, and write a check. She could use it. God bless everybody. See you next week. You're the best.